Uh, you can find me in the club. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bug. My mind got what you need if you need to fill the bars. I'm in the habit of sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. You're getting to get in love. You can find me in the club. Hi there, welcome to GTA Wireless 10. I forgot which podcast this was for a second. Uh, the video game podcast with myself, Jason, and Josh. And this podcast is officially on iTunes now. You can actually look it up. There is an episode already up there. And this will be posted around 1 a.m. probably, hopefully. Josh, how's your day going? Good, how's yours? Going all right. How was your week? We'll start with you. Pretty standard week. Pretty much just played games. I played... Uh... Quantum Break, finished it, talk about it later on. Uh, that's pretty much all I've done all week. Oh, I went up to a uh, local arcade uh, Saturday night, or, yeah, Saturday afternoon, sorry, to Saturday night. And I played, uh, they have a couple Guitar Hero cabinets there. Does that make you feel good? Because there's Guitar Hero yeah. cabinets? Because I'm pretty it sure. Does, you... Especially when there's, like, all these kids around and, like, that's all like, their selection of music. They got, like, stuff from, like, all three games and some exclusive to it. So, of course, I go and pick, like, the heaviest thing on the machine and play with all these kids around. And they wouldn't let me take a picture, but I actually named top second high score on the game and actually put in uh, GTA Wireless. No so, pick, no proof. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't do it fast enough. Do, do, do. So, Jason, how is your week? My week was great. I, uh, I'm i injured. I have a sore tendon in my right arm, um, which is sort of wrestling-related, but mostly arm wrestling-related from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so I didn't do much wrestling this week. I did still work out plenty, but just couldn't do push-ups. Then I had a dream yesterday that my arms were no longer giant, and uh, I was withering away because I couldn't work out. So there was that Friday night. I got wor- I worked all weekend. Those were definitely things I did, and uh, played some vids here and there. I'm still playing Stardew Valley. Um, we'll get to it, but tomorrow will be I'll be back on the Fallout train. Uh, other than that, I had some people over on Saturday night, and we had a good, a grand old time. So I had a pretty just standard week as well. well. That's all right, as long as no one got like super injured. Pretty much the same for me, just blah week. Uh, I was going to say, last week we didn't get a chance to talk about the movie we were going to review. We didn't review anything, and then I realized we reviewed, like, four different things on that show. Yeah. So, but today we, uh, we're going to review Chrono Trigger Not To. I kept referring to it as that. <laughs> it wasn't until I actually read the Wikipedia article about an hour and a half ago that I realized it, and I completely glossed over the fact that at the beginning of the game it goes, this is not a real game and it's fan-made. Oh, you played uh, a sequel? What? Wasn't it supposed to be I played the wrong thing? You were supposed to play the video game known as Chrono Trigger. Oh, the original? Yes. I've been wrong for two weeks. Well, you'll have some unique insight. Uh, it's not that unique or insightful. But we also reviewed what Josh calls the worst Disney movie he's ever seen. Oh, it's so bad that I didn't even watch it or even watch a trailer because I don't care. Aw. Yeah, that's right. I did it. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to watch a trailer and play it off like I watched it, but there's no way I'm going to watch a Disney TV movie. I pranked Josh by not watching it, and he had to watch it. I'm going to give my two-second review right now. Worst movie of all time, Zero Bozel Soup, or Seven (laughs) Bozel Soup. 
Speaking uh, of bo- speaking of bowls of soup, speaking of bowls of soup though, I did not know cheddar soup was a real soup. Courtney told me about it once, and I totally called bullshit. I said that was not a real soup. You're making this shit up. She's like, no, it's a real soup. I bought it at Metro. I'm like, no, you're lying. It's it's just hot water. That's not cheddar soup. It's something else. I well, was like, wrong. The base for like cream of mushroom soup is like you just add cheddar to that, and then you got yourself cheddar soup. I guess. I guess. But, yeah, I thought it wasn't a real soup at all. I am horrible judge of soup. Hey, man, I'm a great judge of soup. And I give over the movie, the alleged the alleged movie, don't look under the bed, I give the cheddar soup 17 bowls of soup out of 17 bowls of soup. And I give don't look under the bed zero bowls of soup out of a possible 17 bowls of soup. <laughs> well, I guess we'll start with a review of that, then go into news, and then go to review... <laughs> Two different versions of Chrono Trigger. Uh, shit. This is our first real iTunes episode, so new listeners aplenty will be saddened. Or enjoyful, because we're on episode 10. We survived 11 weeks. We did. We have a live comment from Dan.Tom saying he likes soup. Well, it's, I like soup, exclamation mark. See <laughs> that test out the chat window. But yes, uh, Josh... <laughs> How far did you get into it? Describe the last scene you regretfully remember. Uh, did you watch all of it? Yeah, I did. I okay, I, um, the girl's brother came in the room and like the the invisible dude was like flipping out on her because she was kept saying to her brother that the guy wasn't real and shit. Okay, so you made it to like the beginning of the second act, I want to say. Maybe the yeah, middle of the second way. act. I watched it. I think I have like a half hour left when I, I tried watching it again. Uh, and I couldn't get through it. I have a question before I start describing this for the listeners, because uh, I'm pretty sure they fall under the same category as you guys and did not watch. But did you guys ever watch horror movies when you were younger? Oh, like, yeah. Real horror movies? Well, yeah. I love horror movies. I never watched horror movies. I just, like, it just wasn't for me, and it's not like, you can't watch this. It's just, meh, it just didn't intrigue me. So uh, this was, like, one of the things of that's just a bunch of, like, creepy enough scenes in it that just creeped me out. So, like, the boogeyman in this has really long nails and disgusting, like, teeth and skin and shit, but it would always be, like, teasing it later on, so it just showed the hand around a corner with nails. And I started getting creeped out with people with really long nails. As you get older, though, you realize people with long nails, especially when it's just, like, one fingernail, it's normally the pinky, they probably do cocaine. Yep. Yep, yep Jason. <laughs> so I'm not afraid of them anymore. I'm more intrigued because I feel like if you do cocaine, you probably have a slightly better character than some people. You have some good yes, I'll, I'll say one thing. I, I did try to track this movie down. I couldn't find it. That is the truth. I uh, I only looked today. I guess I could have watched a trailer. That's on me. But I will say that... <laughs> I will say that if you had chosen another stupid movie from, like, the 90s that's, like, a kid's horror movie, you know, like, Ernest Scared Stupid probably falls into the same category where I would have liked it and you guys would have thought it was stupid. If you well, Ernest Scared Stupid is awesome. I know, but if you hadn't seen that when you were a kid, you'd think, oh, I don't have any link to it. See, Brendan Doan, you watched that movie as a kid. I know Ernest, too, though. So you'll remember things that you liked about it at, when you were a kid. Where I, I thought like, it was Forrest Gump. I thought it was the same character. I'm not <laughs> Where I would be sitting there going, probably like Josh, going, what? What is this? <laughs> What's this piece of shit? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, there's, there's this is C-plus quality Disney movie, okay? 
this is Disney trying to do a horror movie and they failed. Maybe like little kids liked it, but I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Uh, stuff is crazy. I'm gonna ask the chat any questions. Favorite? Probably if you were on some kind of um, like a if you were on like a trip or something, you'd probably enjoy like an acid trip or something. Okay, I thought you were going there. Enjoy it more. <laughs> oh yeah, I could put like, acid and watch some old '90s Disney horror movies. I use the word horror very loosely. Okay, so the backstory of this movie, I'll, I give it, out of a possible 10, I give it a 4.2 out of just, I remember this movie, but I never actually watched it or had fond memories. I just remembered it. I'm yeah. not going to lie and put this as, like, a holy grail. I just vaguely remember it, and I felt like watching it. But So it's basically, it takes place in Middlebury, which I laughed on the name of that town, because it's a town nowhere. It's in the middle of everything, so it's Middlebury. And then it's basically once kids stop remembering their their imaginary friends, they become a boogeyman sometimes. Not always, but sometimes, and torments everything, fucks everything up. Yeah, so it's good for that. And then at the end, I laughed again because they realized it wasn't the girl's fault. It's happening. Similar events are happening in Centerville. And I love just these generic names of cities in Disney. Middlebury and Centerville? Yep, the center of nowhere and the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. This is the second uh, Disney Channel original horror movie, though, following Tower of Terror, released in 1997 with Kristen Dunst. So, interesting fact there. But I'd probably give it a one, just because uh, the copy I watched, I'd only give it a one just because the copy I watched uh, must have been taped off Family Channel, so the Family Channel logo kept popping up in the corner. They were just like, holy shit, like someone actually put it up to record on Family Channel, so it must have been from like Canada somewhere. And then the fact that the person's middle name is Bacon. Were you hungry at the moment? Yes. And then I watched like, it when oh, I woke bacon. up pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Uh, so yes, I I say you can go out, don't go out of your way and watch it, but it's one of those things that you'll appreciate Disney Channel horror movies in a different way. This is no Halloween it's Town. A horror movie. <laughs> this isn't Halloween Town. This is not Grade A Family Channel stuff. I say get drunk and watch it. You might have a better experience with it. <laughs> I, yeah, that sounds like an ex of mine. Get drunk on ecstasy and watch it. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's go into the news before we review Chrono Trigger, which I spelled correctly on my Facebook, by the way. I really looked at it. I was needlessly harsh. I'll go watch a trailer. I'll give it another shot. I won't, actually, uh, realistically. But let's set some guidelines for movies and TV. Aw, okay. <laughs> let's pick things that uh, an adult can enjoy. Um, what? So what? Hulk Hogan sex tapes, the next thing we're going to review? <laughs> Bubba loves Sponge Wife? Brown. <laughs> what, what did you say? Because I heard Bubba the Love Sponge Wife brown. Brown. Like brown. <laughs> like like a cat? Yeah, but like like spelt it phonetically. Brown. Okay, not brown. <laughs> like this. Like this. <laughs> My cat fell. But, yes, uh, so news of the week. You guys talk because I barely know what's happening in the world. Okay, so I got a couple things. The best thing that I saw all week, and I'm not a fan of guns. Let me just start off by saying that. But a company has actually made a Glock uh, that looks like the Nintendo Zapper from the original NES. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, you could shoot your friends with it and kill them. I don't recommend that. Um, Probably take yeah. out that dog that laughs at you in the game. 
Exactly. Shim for real. Uh, to go back to talking about Final Fantasy 15 from last week a little bit, um, the producer has come out and talked about uh, the PC version that they're making for it that's going to come out much later. Um, it's going to be superior to the console version, not just in... Um, like, like, not just, like, graphically, but also performance-wise, and it'll probably have extra stuff that the console version doesn't have, which is kind of a bummer, um, because the PC Master Race fucking wins again. But uh, I think it is kind of cool, though, at the same time that they're making, they're going to make, like, they're going to keep working on it after it's released to make sort of a an ultimate edition later on. I feel like we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy 15 until, like, next September. Like, not even this year. Like, next year. Until I finish it. Because they're talking about DLC for it already, too, and I'm like, a game at, of this scope, this magnitude, I don't understand how they're going to... Like, they've never really had DLC for a Final Fantasy before, so I don't understand what they're going to add besides... Obviously, like, extra weapons and stuff. Because when you buy the Ultimate Edition, you get uh, angler gear, which is like a fishing rod, basically. And you also get a camera, and you can upload your pictures that you take in-game onto, like, your Facebook and stuff through this camera app inside the game. Lightning Returns had sort of a similar thing where you could, uh, this is Final Fantasy 13 3, uh, where you could take pictures and upload them and leave little messages. So if you're playing online, you're not playing with other people, but you could see, like, where people left messages behind in different yeah. levels, which was kind of cool. Kind of like, um, kind of like Demon Souls did that on PS3. And yeah, Dark Souls, I believe, does it. Yeah. Oh, Dark Souls 3 just came out. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of the series, but this one looks pretty dope. I, I don't like playing them, but I do like watching Let's Plays of them, because uh, Funhouse, especially, they used to be inside gaming, but now they're called Funhouse. They um they play dr- a game called Drunk Souls, where they play Dark Souls, and every time they die, they do a shot. And you die in that game pretty much every f- three to five minutes, so yeah. they're always wasted. Uh, and I think that sometime, if the three of us are ever in the same place, we should do some sort of in-the-same-room drunk uh, drunk game where we play a game, podcast about it, and just drink our faces off while we play it. I can arrange this. There is a wrestling promotion that runs in the Niagara area that has a big TV downstairs in the change room. And the change room is downstairs underneath the venue, so it's kind of funny to be backstage, but you're really under the stairs. And we can play this, and the Russians will fucking drive. For, oh, yeah, Fan uh, Expo also. Yeah. My place, because I have a big TV too. We may be doing multiple then. (laughs) We may be doing multiple then, okay? Yep. Uh, So, anything other, Jason, before we go over to Josh for news and tidbits of the week? Um, The only other thing that I can think of is that, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, the uh, Wasteland Workshop DLC drops in the morning for Fallout 4. In this DLC, it's going to add the ability to. Let's see. You're going to be able to go out into the wasteland, set up a trap, and trap monsters. And then you're going to be able to take these monsters and fight them against NPCs' monsters in sort of a Pokemon-style situation. And I'm pretty excited for this because I'm going to go and just get Deathclaws and make them fight. Just take them into, like, raider bases and just make the Deathclaws destroy all the raiders. I'm going to have to reinstall Fallout 4 then. (laughs) Yeah. 
did, did you not get Automatron either? Because that was a great DLC where you get no, story. You got a bit of storyline, and you also uh, have the ability to make robots. Like you can upgrade any robot in the game that you have already, and then they give you a new one, and then you can build ones from scratch. And uh, as you play through the the storyline, you get all these all this rare stuff to build your robots with, which uh, I thought was kind of short. But at the same time, Fire Harbor, which is the next one that comes out next month, yeah. that's going to be like a legit DLC like campaign that's pack. Yeah. So I'm glad they're giving us these little tidbits in the meantime that are just sort of expanding on the ideas of the game. Because Fallout 4, like, I love it. Uh, a lot of people do like it, because the, uh, the variety of things you can do is really limited. And I'm not going to say that Bethesda released a, in, an incomplete game, because the game is done. Like, it's a finished game. But I do feel like the amount of things you can do are very limited, and in a way also isn't a complete game. Considering when all the DLCs out, it's gonna the game's gonna look and play completely differently. Especially when they implement uh, the new survival mode, which goes yeah. back to the Fallout New Vegas style of survival mode, where you are able to um, you have to eat, you have to drink water, you have to sleep every like 14 in-game hours. That sort of thing. So, yeah, those are uh, pretty much... And there's a new trailer for Ninja Turtles 2 that came out. I'm really excited for Ninja Turtles 2, even though it's going to be, like, just a stupid action movie. But other than that... Yeah, with Seamus. (laughs) But other than that, pretty slow week for video game news. Um... How about you, Josh? Do you got anything? Yeah, first I was going to say, I know they, uh, for Fallout 4, I haven't played it since, but I know they, um, I don't know if they did for PS4, but they changed something, like, in the game of, like, how you look and, like, how far you can look and stuff in the game. Like, just, like, when you're walking around, they change, like, the scope of it or whatever, so it's a lot uh, further away and stuff you can see. The draw distance? Yeah. I don't know if they changed for PS4. I know they did for Xbox One. It was in one no, of the last they, updates. Uh, oh, maybe they did it for PS4. There was an update that didn't really have anything to it recently. Other than that, the only real thing I can think of is that uh, Gears of War 4 officially has a release date of October 11th. Really excited. One of my favorite all-time games, uh, game series. Uh, the trailer they're using, um, Disturbed's cover of Sound of, Song of Silence, Sound of Silence, whatever it's called. Uh, in it, it looks fucking amazing. Uh, Titanfall 2, they put up the first teaser trailer today. Uh, it's rumored to come out for PS4 this time around. Cool. You think Titanfall 2 will do better than Titanfall 1 did? Yeah, just for the fact that it's on uh, multiple consoles. It's now going to be on Xbox, it's going to be on PC, and it's going to be on PS4, apparently. And they're doing some, um, I guess EA's doing some, or there's rumors of them doing some, like, event, kind of like they did with Final Fantasy, or Final Fantasy had, where they're going to, like, announce some kind of, like, EA games and stuff. I don't know if they're pulling out of E3 and not having a press conference this year. I don't know. But uh, that's coming out. Are they going to have crossplay? Maybe. I don't know. Microsoft's all in for crossplay. That'd be crazy if that was the launch of crossplay. Yeah. Like they put Origin on, like they made an Origin app for the consoles. They could easily do it. Oh yeah, because I know Microsoft said they're ready to go for crossplay. They're just waiting for uh, the other companies to get back to them. And um, the developers of Rocket League already said it's ready to go crossplay. They're just waiting for Sony to say yeah and figure something out with Microsoft. I feel like every time Rocket League developers are, like, discussing anything, they're like, we're available everywhere. Every opportunity is just us to make more money. Yeah. I haven't played Rocket League. I've never played it yet, but I want to so bad. Yeah, it looks fun. I'm waiting for it to go on sale. Hey, I bought a PS4. Did you really? (laughs) No, I didn't. 
<laughs> See, I'm going to do that every couple of weeks until I buy it, and then I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to start live streaming during the show. But I was waiting for that reply. There is a point in this video where I say it, and I look off to the side. I'm like, please, please pick up on it. And then you guys did. I was like, yes. I got them. I'm basically well, Vince McMahon. Have you thought about any games that you'd want to actually buy if you buy a PS4? See, that's where I'm fucked right now. Like, not really. Well, I can recommend a couple. Okay, like go ahead. Guys, let's play recommend current-gen games to Brendan. Last of Us, great game, and you can probably get a bundle with Last of Us. Oh, um, like Uncharted Collection, Uncharted 4, Last of Us, I've already, like, assumed I'm going to just get with the console anyways, and probably, like, Black Ops 3. Like, yeah. those are all the bundles I'm seeing right now, and they're all the same price, and it basically comes with all those games, well, besides Uncharted 4. And there's also the, uh, you can get the white PlayStation 4 with the Battlefront. See, I'm very tempted to get the white PS4, just because, I like... I wish I had the white PS4, but all my consoles are black right now. Even I feel like I, a douchebag, but I want it. Uh, Battlefront's not an okay game. I wouldn't pay the full price for it, but if it came in a bundle, I wouldn't be mad. I'm not um, the biggest Star Wars fan, though. That's the thing that I want to talk about. The That's kind of controversial. Here's here's the controversy segment for this week. Um, actually, hold on. Before you say something, Dan actually put a question on uh, about Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, he did? On Twitter earlier, because he was telling me when we were playing. Oh, okay. He has another question, but seeing how that fits in, go ahead and ask it. Uh, Are you trying to find it? Yeah, I think it was something along the lines of, have you guys played any of the Star Wars Battlefront games? If so, what's your favorite, and what's your opinion on the new one, pretty much? I'm not a Star Wars fan. I I want to be so bad. I think, obviously, this one looks fantastic, but I just just couldn't get into how there wasn't... It was just online only. And just let me... The controversy is that you have to buy the season pass, the, like, $60 season pass, or, like, $75 in in Canada, more like, season pass, to get any of the DLC, where with Fallout, you can just buy it a la carte. uh, They released it after. It's uh, exclusive to the pass for a couple weeks, and then, like, a week or two after, it comes out for anyone, because you can get the first DLC pack for uh, uh, 15 bucks now. Oh, that's how that works? Okay, so they... they went back on the stupidity because I thought when I heard that I was like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard not everybody's going to want like for Fallout I'm going to want every DLC and I just won't play the bad ones basically you know but getting all of them for one sweet price that's amazing but Battle EA is going to try to suck as much money out of you as possible so if you buy the I'm I'm convinced that one of those DLC packs is just going to be some new ships or like basically skins Well, I know the uh, the first pack, uh, you get, I believe it's two maps, and you get two heroes, as well as, like, a bunch of guns and different, uh, like, equipment and stuff. I have it pulled up okay. to my phone. That's pretty standard for a DLC. But yeah. what I'm saying is you should get it, like, you should have access to it immediately. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the new Battlefront game. Uh, I'm a big Star Wars Battlefront fan. I know that uh, it doesn't have a campaign. Yes, pissed off about it. There were talks at one point of them actually doing a mini campaign, putting it in. Because I know, uh, I forgot what game it was, but there was like a newer gen game that they did it to. where They actually added a story into it as DLC. I think it was Killer Instinct, maybe. Uh, John I enjoyed Mitchell, it. I did, get, John I did Mitchell, pre-order it. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Finish, finish your thought. Uh, I actually did pre-order it, but I'm I have EA access, so I didn't pay full price for it. I got a deal on it. Uh, again, Sony fans don't get EA Access because Sony turned them down. But uh, yeah, you get a discount with EA Access, so I got a discount on top of getting it as a pre-order. As well as I got the full game trial 
before it came out. So I got the game for, uh, I believe it was like 12 hours, full game for 12 hours, uh, anytime in between that week before it came out for 12 hours, and then I pre-ordered it, so I got the discount on top of it. So I enjoyed it. I hope they do uh, go and put a campaign in of it of some kind. If a campaign was added, it would greatly increase my uh, my want to play the game. But as John Mitchell says in the chat, no instant action, no galactic conquest, no campaign, no thanks. And I'm sort of of that mind as well. But I can see, like, I, I have friends that play it, that liked it, that uh, played a lot of it. I could, you know, if you're into third-person action, like, even if you're into a game like Gears of War, I could see it being fun. But for me, buying a game that is basically incomplete, even worse than Fallout, no way. How many maps well, were there? Four the maps when it came out? Uh, I think there was, there was a couple, but they were split between the different modes. Like, some modes had... Uh, other maps that you couldn't play, whatever, and then they kind of added more onto it where they kind of opened it up and put those maps in just like regular multiplayer and stuff. Yeah. I think I bought it because I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I probably had like that. Like, I'm a big Star Wars fan, big fan of the old uh, Battlefront games. Uh, I used to play the shit out of them. Still have them, still play them uh, occasionally. They're, I'm just a big fan of Star Wars in general. Well, you must be excited that the new Rogue One trailer came out this week. I am. Okay, okay, I can put an opinion on this. So, like, I said earlier, I'm not a fan of Star Wars, but I want to be a fan of Star Wars so badly, because I feel like everyone just loves it so much, but I feel like there's too much to, like, dive deep into it. There really isn't. There's six movies. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... And three of them six you don't movies, need to TV shows, games, <laughs> books, comic books... We'll revisit this when does Rogue One come out in this year or next year? It's next year, right? This year, next year's episode like Christmas? eight. Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, and then next so, year's Star Wars episode eight. Because there's a Star Duke, Wars movie every year, but that's yeah, like four or five years. There's a Star Wars movie every year for like probably the next at least five at least five years of, that we like know of. Yeah. Hey, I'm excited for eight. Then the either the Han Solo or Boba Fett yeah. movie, and then the year after that will be. Episode nine, completing the trilogy, and then they'll start their their campaign to start to keep going, make an episode ten, or just start making a bunch of uh, different side movies, prequels, and stuff. I'm excited for the Han Solo one, actually. I think it's going to be pretty good. Well, like Rogue One, with Rogue One, there's possibly no Jedi's, and all that's just rumors and myths. Yeah. Well, Rogue One, from what I understand of what it is, is basically the prequel to the original Star Wars movie. It's yeah. how they got the plans uh, for the Death Star. Like, in the very beginning of uh, the first Star Wars movie, Princess Leia has the plans and puts it into R2-D2. It's basically telling the story of how she got the plans, or how the Rebels got the plans, and then it basically goes in between into Star Wars. It's the prequel, pretty much. So The prequel well, that people want right now. Here's the thing. So I got, like, the, the three-set VHS tapes of... The original three, when I want to say it was like the gold tape collection, and they just edited no in. Editions. Uh, it was like just when they edited in uh, fucking shit. What's the big dude's name? Jabba the Hutt? George Lucas? Oh, Jabba the Hutt, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, that's rude. Uh, but yes, because uh, I, I watched like the special feature, and I'm like, oh, cool, because they showed the original of just like the dude standing there, and then they edited yeah. Hot Solo walking around that dude. But because if it was a real monster, his tail would get stepped on. So like, that's like my one moment with Star Wars is seeing them editing together that part of the guy's reaction to his tail getting stepped on. But yes, yeah, so uh, like I know 
I know a lot of people don't like the special edition of Star Wars. Uh, I can understand why. But I saw them when I was a kid, and they actually re-released the three of them in theaters, uh, the special editions. So I was able to see, like, every single Star Wars movie in theaters. I saw the prequels, and then I saw the special edition releases of the originals. Uh, as a kid, I loved it. Uh, I liked the special editions. I know it's not the true one that you're supposed to like, whatever. I enjoyed it. I was a kid when I saw them, though. Same with the prequels. I actually liked the prequels. I will go on record and say that, that I like the prequels. Not as much as the originals, but I do like the prequels. I don't think they're as bad as people say they are. Again, I was a kid when I saw them. I like Revenge of the Sith. I think that was okay. But I think that A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and Empire Strikes Back, and Force Awakens are all great. And the prequels are... Like, Clone Wars? Okay. I went to see Clone Wars Wars. on... Or fucking Attack of the Clones, whatever it's called. Not the animated one, but the actual movie. I went to theaters. I I keep saying that too. I keep calling it Clone Wars because that's because now in our modern day, they, there's so much from just based around that movie. There's like the whole original series, like cartoon series, and there's new cartoon series, and then there's that other animated movie that all tie into that one movie. But I went to see that on mushrooms in the middle of the day. <laughs> I passed out. I fell asleep on magic mushrooms. So I just told a million people on the internet that. So that just, I just want to put that in perspective how boring that movie is. Yeah, there's a lot of talking in that one. And I do like General Grievous, but I like, I like Battle Damage Grievous from uh, Revenge of the Sith. And I really like the final battle in the Magmore Caverns from Super Metroid. That's, uh, that's really, really cool, really cool part of the Star Wars mythos. Just young Anakin versus young Ben Kenobi. See, I want a Ben Kenobi movie that just kind of follows his yeah. life. That, isn't that one of the movies, movies coming up? They need to do one with uh, him and get um, Liam Neeson back as Qui-Gon and like do like a movie like that with just those yeah, two exactly. to set up uh, the first one. That would be amazing. But yeah, uh, I want to be a Star Wars fan. And you want to know what? Rogue One comes out Friday, December 16th. 2016. My birthday is November 23rd, so sometime between November 23rd and Friday, December 16th, the 23rd is like a Wednesday, I think there's like three or four weeks maybe between it, I'm going to watch Star Wars Episode 1 to 7 to prepare for Rogue One. Back to back to back to back. I did that to prepare for Force Awakens when I saw it for the first time. Did you watch all of them one seating? Uh, I watched three of them. In, I watched uh, two seatings. Three so you each. did not sit once. I'm doing it all back to back over one day. I may, yeah. I may live stream this thing while I like just like cry. Nice. You guys are more I than welcome to join. Rings. I'll do it. I'll join you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's coming to GTA Wire sometime in probably early December. Me binge watching all of them and probably getting drunk with people. I honestly don't recommend watching them all in a row. You'll get burnt out by the time you get to Return of the Jedi, and Return of the Jedi has some of the best yeah. action movie scenes of any movie of all time. Should I watch Final Watch? For the longest time. I would watch A New Hope. Kind of treat it like the Matrix movies. Watch A New Hope just by itself, and watch Episode 1 just by itself some other day. Get really drunk so you can get through that. But when it comes to Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith kind of go together, and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi kind of go together, kind of like Matrix Reloaded and uh, Matrix Revelations or whatever the, Revolu- whatever the fucking third shitty Matrix movie is Revolution, called. Revelation, I think. Yeah. Okay, you're saying all these names. Can you explain <laughs> numbers to me? 
Okay, watch Star Wars Episode One and Star Wars Episode Four by themselves. Which do I watch first? We'll watch them in order. So watch Episode One just one night. Okay. Get through it. Eat your life after you watch it. Wow, that's hard. Star Wars forever. Then I enjoyed it. I'll go on and say it. It has its moments. The final battle in that movie is also pretty dope. Anyway, then watch two and three in one evening. Okay. That's a that's a story in and of itself. Cool. Then another on another point, watch episode five, A New Hope. Okay. Wait, what about four? What? What about four? That is four, New Hope. That's four. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So one, two, three, four. Yeah. Five, six. Yes. And then seven. Then you'll be able to go find Force Awakens and watch that, and then you'll be good as gold. Okay, maybe I'll do that. The Empire week. Strikes Back's the best one out of all of them, I think. My personal opinion. Yeah, that's five days. I may do that to lead up to the Friday watching the show, and I'm going opening fucking night. Nice. So on Sunday, I'm gonna watch episode one. On Monday, I'm gonna watch episode two, three. On episode on Tuesday, I'm gonna watch four. On Wednesday, I'm gonna watch five, six. And then Thursday, I'm going to watch 7, and then watch Rogue One Friday with a bunch of nerds. Yep. And then I'll review it. GTA Wireless that Monday. Oh, I'm going to, like, hate myself and these nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I saw Forest Awakens twice in theaters, once in 3D and once in 2D. I enjoyed it, and I got it and watched it again uh, this last week when it came out. Nice. And then I'll go to Star Wars Land next year. I'll quit wrestling and just become a Star Wars nerd. That's I don't have to do that. Remember, <laughs> so, uh, there was an old show on uh, Comedy Central, uh, Beat the Geeks or something. I think they had an episode with the Star Wars nerd. Beat the Geeks. Remember that? I think I kind of remember that. So they had like like guest geeks or whatever, and it was like a music geek, and it was all like pop culture things. It's an amazing show. Check it out on YouTube sometime if you want to uh, know what it is or if you know what it is. The old Beat points. Geeks from the 90s? Yeah, yeah. with um, um, what's his name? Blake and Patrick or something? Yeah, that show ruled. Yeah. Cool. So I was watching episodes last week of it after the podcast. I'm going to watch that after the podcast this week. So let's go into nice. our review, go to questions, and pick our reviews for after that. By the way, Jason, you get to pick a movie or TV show this week to review next. And Josh, you get to pick the video game review for two weeks from now. So, nice. <laughs> Jason, you picked this game, and uh, let's start with the game we were supposed to review, Chrono Trigger, and then I'll talk about the fan game sequel I made. I, I watched. <laughs> I, made. I don't fucking know. Okay, so Chrono Trigger. It's uh, a classic Super Nintendo RPG that came out um, right around the time that Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III would have come out. Um, it's a little bit different. It's uh, it's a little bit different than a traditional Final Fantasy game. Instead of going into a random encounter and going into a battle, all the battles happen in real time on the actual map, which is sort of revolutionary because there's no other game like that until you get to the 3D era, uh, especially games where you can see the mobs like in real time before you fight them. That's the ki- that kind of thing didn't happen until the later in- until like place like till N64 PlayStation era. So you're this guy, you wake up to go to the Millennial Fair, it's the year 2000, or it's like the year 1900, but it's a, it's not Earth, it's a wacky fantasy land, and you go to this fair and you run into this girl, who turns out to be the princess uh, from the castle just around the corner, sort of, and uh, you knock her pendant off, 
and then you pick your pen, pendant up, you give it back to her, and then you go up to watch your friend Luca's uh, time travel machine demonstration. Little do you know is the pendant that uh, her name's Queen Lean or Princess Leany, or also known as uh, Marley or Marl, whatever you want to call her. Her pendant actually interferes with the, the. It's just two time machines that can transport. But it's not even. We don't know it's a time machine yet. Sorry. It's just a transporter that can transport you from point A to point B. But the uh, the pendant sort of interferes with it and opens up a wormhole back to the year 600 So you go back there and you realize that things that you're doing in the past are now affecting the future. So you actually bring Marley back and she meets her ancestors and you start putting the pieces together and you realize, hey, we got to get back to the future. So basically back to the future <laughs> because when you meet when you meet your ancestors in the past, you could screw up the whole timeline. So basically that's the way it starts and then you go on a you go on an adventure uh, through all different timelines. Uh, you go back to like the the uh, the ice age, you go back to uh, 65 million BC, you go back to um, you go to the future to post uh, ruin because what's happening is at some point in the 65 million years ago, this alien seed known as Lavos crash lands on this planet. And then in 1999, on this planet, he, he arises and destroys the whole Earth. So basically, the, what you find out is the mission is you have to go back to some point in history and destroy him before the Day of Lavos happens and he comes and destroys Earth. And that's pretty much the story of Chrono Trigger. Um, there's lots of really awesome stuff in it. You can uh, the battle system is one of the best I've ever played. You this uh, it's um, it's based on why you're standing in relation to the mobs. So you can do these multiple person attacks. For instance, there's the X slash between Frog and Chrono, where you kind of just like go like that across the screen. For our listeners, it's an X. Um, based on where you're standing, sometimes you do moves. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Sometimes you can do, you try to do a move and you don't actually, you're unable to hit the monster, and uh, it's very based on where you're standing on the actual game board. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I broke Josh, or something Brendon did. Um, I. I hold this game in very, very high regard. I, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Out of a possible 17 bowls of soup, I give this a perfect 16 bowls of soup. Uh, oh, and to add to it, there's, I I didn't actually play through the, the game part. I played through New Game Plus. After you finish the game, you get access to New Game Plus. You start over from the beginning of the game with all of your levels and items. So I was able to just blast through a whole bunch of the game just basically to see the story mode. And the point of this is because you can you can go and beat the last boss at any time. And depending on where in the timeline you beat it, uh, like you can just go right to the last boss. And after certain big story moments, if you go to the last boss and beat him through this thing that's just like a little bucket, it's pretty weird. Um, you get a different ending, and there's something like 20 different endings, 
and I've only ever seen about 10. So to this day, I still go back and play it and try to see all the different endings. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What are you guys laughing about? Okay, I laughed at uh, you going, you go like this, and for our listeners, it's an X, and I, like, glanced over because I was looking at, like, what I played because I looked at the Wikipedia article for the real thing, and I look over, and, like, you're doing the X, and I just started laughing at that, (laughs) and then you started pointing that out at me, and I just couldn't handle it, so I just threw out the X a couple times, and then when I got my eyes open and looked, I saw Josh, like, about to cough, and I was trying to hold back my cough. I'm like, we all died. Oh, we all died. <laughs> You're sitting like this, and I'm drinking water. <laughs> but that game sounds awesome. What I played was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the same style, but I just couldn't get into that style game. Josh, you played the proper game, so your two cents yep. here, and then I'll give my quarter of a quarter of a penny's worth cent. Well, there's nothing more you can really say about it. It's a great game. It's an SNES classic. Uh, great RPG. It's from uh, Squaresoft. Uh, it's like literally, I believe, on like every single PlayStation, or not PlayStation, Nintendo platform. Uh, I actually played it on, uh, some of it on uh, DS. I have, I played it a couple months ago, actually, uh, on DS. Uh, it's a great game. Really enjoy it. If you guys like RPGs, definitely check it out. Not much more you can say about it. It's an expensive game, though, if you buy the actual cartridge. If you buy the actual cartridge. But I'm looking into buying the on Amazon. The DS version is only 25 bucks, and I'm going to pick it up just because oh, it's not bad. It, has an extra, it has an extra dungeon at the end that I would very much like to play. As somebody that's played through the game as many times as I have, I'd like to have a, a portable version that I can play um, that I can play extra stuff for. I'll admit, I don't have it officially on DS. I have a, uh, an R4 card someone gave me. So I keep hearing still about drawing, that. kids. I keep hearing about that whole, like, pirated DS thing from, like, people that they bought it at pawn shops and stuff. I'm really tempted to buy that, but I'm also really tempted... Oh, the brightness on my screen went too high too quickly. Uh, I'm also yeah, just tempted... It's a thing called an R4, and it's just a, it's just a cartridge that you can load games onto, basically. Does that work on the newest 3DS? I have no idea this. I believe this one I have actually does. All it is is just a regular DS cartridge, and inside is like a micro SD card that you just load your games onto, and then you just load it onto the uh, system. Okay. So, yes, what I played was... So there was going to be a Chrono Trigger sequel uh, that got canceled. It was supposed to be released, like, for the original SNES, but it was canceled. And then, uh, or, I don't fucking know, actually. I'm looking at this article, and it's weird. It's a ROM hack, though, so I can honestly say, like, I did not play, like, the real game. No, I know, I I think I've played what you played before, and somebody Crimson Echoes? Call it Trigger 2. Yeah, so, like, that fucked me up. They ROM hacked Chrono Trigger and just sort of remixed it and added their own, like, word. But yeah, so I just played that, and to be honest, I just couldn't really get into the style, I guess, and it just felt weird, but I loved Earthbound, so we're like one for something for games that have been recommended that I liked. So uh, yes, uh, we'll go into like fan questions if you put it into, or viewer questions. I don't know if you actually like us and are a fan. I don't want to give you that derogatory title. But so on Twitter, Dan.Tom asked, what's our favorite wrestling game and why? Uh, SmackDown Two. What? 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 SmackDown Two, the like 15-year story mode of like the same story mode. Like for PlayStation One. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have fond memories of that, playing that and Tony Hawk 1 and 2 around that same time with my buddies. I get stoned after school, and stoned skipping class. Yeah, that's right, Mom. I skipped class in high school. Smoked hey, you were in high school during the PlayStation, PlayStation 1 days. PlayStation 1, let's move. Um, my favorite is still, to this day, No Mercy. But I play, as far as the N64 goes, I play way more of the WCW games, like uh, World Tour and, and WCW versus NWO. I don't know if those are the yeah. same one. There's uh, two of them. There's two versus uh, NWO ones. There's uh, just World Tour and then Revenge. Yeah, World Tour and Revenge I played way more of and like completed. But I liked No Mercy the best because it had... Like w, it had it was the WWE version of it, right? So yeah, the N64 holy trilogy quadrilogy, I think, are the best wrestling games even to this day. I did like the PlayStation 2 ones though because they were sort of an evolution of it, but they don't have the charm of having shitty graphics like the N64 ones do. And the N64 graphics blew my mind when they came out. Because before that, it was WWF Attitude, and uh, that game sucked. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, you name yours, and I'm going to say something controversial to end this. Uh, my favorite, uh, probably the one I played the most uh, when I first got it, I didn't really play wrestling games till I was like almost like early high school, pretty much. Uh, I believe I did play SmackDown 1 a bit when I was like before high school, but the one I always used to go to was my number one go-to game for a long time. Kind of still is almost on 64 if I play a wrestling game, is uh, WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Where you can like create your own guy and like create your own pay-per-views and stuff, and I'd like make all these like like crazy things and shit, like people and like make myself and shit in the game and like family and just go at it and shit. Well, that's yes. my problem with newer wrestling games is there's too much too much customi- customizability. Like creating a character nowadays takes like hours and hours. And back then, you just picked what your C buttons were and you picked what your your main couple of moves were. But yeah, now four options like, for a T-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Like I when I try to when I buy a wrestling game, it's like the first thing I do is create a wrestler, and that's the first sitting in the game. That's like five hours elapsed. Yep. And you wrestle like one match, and you're like, well, I'm burnt out in this game now. But uh, I believe, for me personally, because I was more, I favored in my PlayStation with wrestling games over my N64 because I felt like the graphics were slightly better. So I loved Warzone, and to be honest, I liked WrestleMania 2000 more than No Mercy. But then I heard all the praise No Mercy got and read stuff about it, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess like it was a good game for its time. But I feel so many people romanticized No Mercy, and like it was great. For 2000. Yeah. ECW ones were good too. Every WWE game from the last five years has been better than No Mercy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but then people are like, oh, No Mercy is so much better than this. It was great for the time. ECW ones were pretty good too for uh, the one for 64 and then the. Uh, the second one, I believe, was, like, exclusive to PlayStation, I believe. Oh, for sure. But I'm saying all those, like, unlike movies where you can have a movie from 1957 and is still great today. With video games of, like, a series of a genre, of a specific genre, because, like, with role-playing games or, like, like uh, racing games. Racing games are better now than 15 years ago. Yeah. So it's just, like, with those specific genres that aren't story-based... I believe every game now is better than anything made 20 years ago. But if it includes a story, it might be more 50-50. But, like, that's my controversial point for that. And I have like, everyone praises No Mercy, and I am afraid to talk shit about it. I was just keep the negativity in the corner. 
But so, Josh, we got to go ahead. There's a question here too that's been here for like two weeks now, from uh, from this FTW Bell and J guy. Oh yeah. Oh, who's that? <laughs> I don't you know. Follow he could him be on Twitter. Talking right now. I think he uploads hey, videos. Follow him on Twitter at FTW Bell and J. I yes, he does. Ha, on ha. three different channels: main channel and two gaming ones. Uh, he asks, "Hello, longtime viewer of the at GTA Wireless Show. Bullshit. I have a question for Aspire Hero. What exactly?" <laughs> Are uh, amiibos and what the hell do they do? I can answer this. I can answer this. I can answer this. Amiibos are better pop figures that you can use in specific video games, and they're awesome. And if Brennan won the lottery, he'd have a room full of amiibos and pop figures. Yeah, they're basically Skylanders that have less functionality. They're basically Disney Infinity that have less functionality. They're these. They're little action figures that don't move. That basically are just little statues, kind of like the statues in Smash Brothers that are used for Smash Brothers to uh, and several other games. But they came up primarily my, uh, Smash Brothers in the first place. To I know my my 3DS actually has uh, amiibo functionality on it. Oh yeah, you have a new 3DS, right? Yeah. So you can level up a character in Smash Brothers, and it saves it to the figure. But these figures work in other games, like in Mario Maker. It unlocks skins for the Super Mario Brothers uh, style levels. And then in the Zelda games, um, in Twilight Princess especially, I know that it, one unlocks a special dungeon. If you use Ganondorf, it makes it extra hard. Uh, as for, for a game like Splatoon, I think that those characters uh, add special functionality at different difficulty levels. The reason why I say they're like Skylanders in Disney Infinity with less functionality is because when you buy a Skylander figure or a Disney Infinity figure, you actually get to put that character in the game. Yeah. So it's a it's a bigger money grab, but I feel like it's more bang for your buck. Yeah, as I point over to my shelf. <laughs> yeah, like if I was rich like Brendan said, I would I would have all of them. <laughs> All of them. Well, I got a, I have a couple of Skylanders only because I got the game, the one game that was on for like twenty bucks, like two years ago, and it had a couple of extra, and they had a sale on figures. It was like two for ten or something, and I found a couple at the local dollar, my local dollar store. What? You oh Skylanders? Skylanders. Skylanders. Okay, I popped yeah, them. Skylanders. I was gonna drive to Welland. Uh, there is actually one more question too that. Uh, Dan from Winnipeg asked today, yeah, since you brought down. up Super Smash Brothers, uh, who would you go to character in Super Smash Brothers? Samus represent a uh, power button when I'm losing. <laughs> I'm more of a Kirby. I go right for Kirby. Yeah, I always go with Samus. She could be uh, super effective, but mostly her spin jump is the cheapest move in the game. And I just fuck up people that are trying to use legitimate strategy. Because oddly enough, I'm great at Mario Kart, but I'm terrible at Smash Brothers. So whenever people are like, let's play Smash, and I'm like, okay. And I just screw up their legitimate strategy with my shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. With Kirby, too, he's kind of cheap, too, because you can uh, keep sucking in the guys and copying their moves and shit. And he becomes... Fucking off, guys. So we sucks and blues. With that and shenanigans, <laughs> I feel like GTA Wire episode ten, Chrono Trigger, and There's don't. One more thing though. It. Oh yeah, you got Neopic reviews also. And How do you guys break? Pardon? I said Quantum Break. Oh yeah, talk, give a give a little quick Quantum Break. You're the one that wanted to give fucking Bell and Jay's question yeah. from two weeks ago attention. Yeah. yeah so Quantum Break came out uh, last week. 
fucking amazing game. Uh, absolutely loved it. It was as good as it said it was. I'm actually on a second playthrough of it right now. I beat it in like six hours. That's uh, or about seven with the episodes, if you count, because the episodes equal up like an hour and a half or so. You basically play the uh, split into five acts. Basically play like act one to four, and then you get a junction they're called, and you make a choice, and that choice affects the uh, the TV show or whatever. And then the TV show basically is from the other uh, view, like you're uh, watching basically, uh, I don't remember his name, but the guy from Game of Thrones who plays Littlefinger, you're watching his, uh, basically his review, like his, uh, like what he's doing in the game and shit. And then all that, and basically there's not a whole lot of cutscenes, but they kind of use the TV show as the cutscenes almost. Uh, really great game. I actually did a stream of the final boss uh, facing the guy who plays Littlefinger. You can watch it at, um, I don't remember the link, but I'll post it up on my Twitter. You can follow it at FCOBLNJ of the final boss battle. It actually took me an hour, and if you can only hear me swear when I was playing it, it's a fantastic game. Definitely if you have an Xbox One, it's definitely check it out. Uh, yeah. Is there, it's only six hours long? Yeah, I did it in about six hours on uh, medium or uh, like normal mode, whatever the hell you call it. Is there, is there replayability though? Oh yeah, because there's like uh, there's like quantum ripples you pick up to uh, basically power up your abilities, so you can go back through and power up your abilities. Okay. You can go back through the game and choose the other choice to see how the episodes will play out, which I'm currently doing now. I actually first went back and just kind of quickly did the junctions just to get the achievements. I'm an achievement yeah, that's kind of like until midnight or until dawn, where you beat the game in six or eight hours. But if you want to go back and play through a second time and get all the totems and yeah. uh, and make different choices, you can try to save everyone. Yeah. It's a really good game. It actually lived up to hype. I know the PC version got like fucking shit on, I guess, because I guess it's uh, won't run on most PCs, from what I understand and what I've read and stuff. It's like super, super up there. But it's a really good game. I'm thrilled I actually got it. Really excited for it. It actually lived up to uh, what it showed off. It did not change like a certain uh, like a certain uh, EA game or Ubisoft game that shall be rena- uh, named Nameless. Fuck that game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, really great. If you have an Xbox One, definitely check it out. Right on. So, Jason, pick a movie or TV show for us to watch next week. Okay, so this one kind of comes with a bit of a caveat for Brendan. I want to do Advent Children, which is technically the sequel to Final Fantasy VII, but Brendan, if you've never played Final Fantasy VII, you can actually find a, like, some, like, there's a video that summarizes the first game, so you're kind of going to the movie knowing what's going on. Cool, cool, just send links, and we'll tweet it out. Yeah, I'll find it, I'll find it for you, you can, and then you can actually talk about, sort of give your... Of what you think, this like how you feel about the story of Final Fantasy VII, but Advent Children does stand on its own. You might just be a little bit confused about some of the things that are happening. So I I'm recommend in reverse. Well, just uh, well, I, yeah, you could do that, or you could read a synopsis of Seven or watch. I'm gonna watch this. both videos. Okay, great. Because then um, they'll give a proper from zero watching the movie. Yeah. And then what that filled in the blanks and how helpful that movie is. Yeah, exactly. I'm a test subject. I'm not being paid for it. Placebo, hopefully. <laughs> yep, so I'm picking Advent Children. Um, if For those watching, if you haven't finished 7, uh, maybe skip our review of Advent Children because I will. It's very spoiler-heavy and uh, talking about the plot, very reliant on talking about things that happen in 7. So I'll give a warning uh, when we get to that because I know one of our viewers is actually playing through 7 right now. He was talking about it in the chat. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Advent Children. Cool, cool. And Josh, what video game are we going to play? Probably on that Monday that we review it in two weeks. 
Uh, I'm going to go with one of my favorite games from my childhood. It actually came bundled with uh, the first system I ever got when I was a kid, which is Super Nintendo. And it is going to be the SNES Classic. It's a platformer. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah! Oh, shit. Oh. N64? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Oh, I've never played the Super Nintendo version. So it's a good. fucking amazing game. This is going to be fun. It's uh, like, you can, like, literally get on anything. You can get PC emulation if you're into emulators. Uh, get on your phone on emulator. It's on, like, I think almost every single Nintendo console almost. I'm probably going to pick it up. I'm probably going to get the legit Wii U version, the Wii U virtual console port, because that way I can play it on my... My game I'm going to hook up my Super Nintendo for it. Nice. That's actually way better than any of it. Yeah. So with that, we're all set to review Final Fantasy VII Advent Children next week. Uh, Donkey Kong Country in two weeks. We talked about Con- Quantum Break. Chrono Trigger. Quantum Break. <laughs> that's probably the episode. That's probably the... You want to avoid condom break. I'm telling you right now. What? It sounded like you said condom break. Oh, I said chrono break, actually. <laughs> I'm saying I, I feel like you want to avoid condom break. So we talked about how I want to love Star Wars. Talked about don't look under the bed. Let's plug our shit and head out of here. I'll begin. At GTA Wireless, show is a Twitter account for this. I always forget to say show, and I always say at GTA Wireless, which I believe is some like bootleg cell phone company in the GTA area. Uh, that's the show. Myself, I'm at Brendan C on Twitter, Instagram, all that, Snapchat. At Holden Pro for my wrestling adventures, you'll see 100%-ish kayfabe, and me just always shit-talking Anton, because that's pretty much what I do on that account. And then uh, Brendan Coffee on Facebook, add me there. I feel like it'll be slightly enjoyable-ish. I share some funny stuff. Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on the Twitter at FTLBellandJ. You can find me on the YouTubes at uh, YouTube.com slash BellandJ, YouTube.com slash OneVersOneGamers, as well as another game account that I have, which, again, don't have to be any subscribers, so I can't do a custom URL, but you can follow it at uh, BellandJGames on Twitter. That has a link on that. And Jar Jar Binks is the shit. Cool. And Jason, where... <laughs> Say to me. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks is Wow. Terrible. I thought we were friends. Tell this, the... You ever you, seen Fanboys? Yeah, of course. That's a great movie. Yeah. Good, good movie review right there. Shit. Okay, Stop. two weeks in. Whatever I pick. Jason, <laughs> Jason, where can our viewers find you? And I feel like they already know because in the, uh, the intro to this, it actually, you're the only sampled voice for now. You can find me in the club. You can also find me on Twitter at Spider Hero. You can find me on Instagram at Spider Hero 9000. As always, I use my Instagram a shit ton, and I use my Twitter a shit ton. I'm still thinking about working on coming up with an idea to come back to YouTube. So if you want to watch my old videos, um, I'm at Spider Hero on uh, on the old YouTube my phone. Um, I do have stuff up there. I do. I would like to. Um, Ed drinking some blue. I would like to stream a bit, but I have to figure out how to do that. So maybe, uh, maybe I'll have a Twitch because I think it'll be easier to do Twitch through my PlayStation 4 than actually YouTube gaming. Um, these are just things I'm thinking about. Vape Nash for life. That H3H3 Productions heat. Um, other than that, I think that's that's it for this week, boys. 
It's been 10 episodes. I just found out, well, like an hour and a half ago via Dan.tom, that uh, the voice person, the singer of the Digimon theme died, so we're going to play that out for the audio version at least. And you can find this on iTunes. Legitimately, look up GTA Wire and GTA Wireless on iTunes. If you look up GTA Wire, both podcasts come up. Subscribe, YouTube.com. What? Our sister podcast. Yeah. Subscribe, youtube.com slash 1GTWire. We'll be back here in whatever 23 hours times 7 days is. Peace out, everyone. Digimon, 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 Digimon,